0: This episode, my friends, is brought to you by my guys at Underdog Fantasy. You want to get in on some of that daily fantasy, some over-unders, some best ball? Register at Underdog Fantasy. Make your first deposit, and they'll match up to $100 in your account. Just use the promo code Jeff C J E F F C. They will match up to $100 on your first deposit. Well, hello, everyone. And welcome into Studio Day Heffery. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you here as we discuss the Cowboys stories of the day. And as everyone has already told me, the Cowboys story of the day is Dakota Prescott. It's Rain Dakota, right? Rain is the first name. Rain Dakota. If your name was Rain, why wouldn't you just go by Rain? That's a kick-ass name. Um, nothing that Dak Prescott said yesterday would lead me to rule him out from playing football Sunday night at all. The one thing that happened yesterday that has me leaning towards Dak Prescott will not be playing football is when Vegas moves a line four points and not like a half point at a time, but just goes, yeah, and yanks that bad boy four points. They think something. And Vegas is not stupid. Many people have probably told you. Building all of those buildings costs money. They're really good at what they do. So the Cowboys line going from Cowboys favored by a point and a half to Vikings favored by two and a half instantaneously yesterday would hint towards they believe, they know, that Dak is not playing, which is interesting because nothing that Dak or any of his teammates said yesterday would lead you to necessarily believe that. I think they were being very honest when Dak said, you know, had a good day of practice, went 100%, gave it everything to see, And he actually said, like, if something's going to happen, have it happen today. Like, he was pushing it as hard as he could to see, is this going to strain? Is this going to hurt? Or am I okay? So nothing about what he said or Amari Cooper said or anybody else uh, from the Cowboys who was made available would lead you to believe that Dak's not going to play this weekend. But then the line moved. So we have a mystery. Vegas is good at finding things out. Um... I mean, if you want to get really deep into it, uh, Vegas and the NFL are good good friends and now official partners as they've brought the gambling aspect into it. So I will not be surprised if Dak Prescott doesn't play. So what is your prediction if Dak plays? What is your prediction if Dak doesn't play? Leave that in the comments at youtube.com slash Jeff Kavanaugh. Just put Dak, score. No Dak, score. I will tell you, if Dakota Prescott plays... I would go Cowboys third. Let's see. 28 plus two field goals is 34. I would go 34 to uh, let's give two touchdowns, a couple of field goals, 34, 20 Cowboys. I think the Vikings are a better defense than say Carolina, but I think it's another case of people thinking that the Vikings have this incredible defense when the Vikings have a solid defense. If you have Dak and Dak's ready to play, I think the Viking cornerbacks have their hands full with the Cowboys wide receivers and they can't cover them. I think there are individual matchups on the offensive line against the Vikings defensive line that gives you an opportunity to run the ball well. Uh, And I just think that the Vikings offense can't keep up with the Cowboys offense when it comes to scoring points. So if you have Dak, I think you win this game. Maybe you win by one score, maybe you win by two scores, but I think that the Cowboys are comfortably better than the Vikings and they'll win the game if Dak plays. If Dak does not play, I will predict something along the lines of 27-13 Vikings. And that is not to say it's impossible that the Cowboys win. A lot of backup quarterbacks, when they get their first crack and teams don't really know who they are, a lot of them will have success. I just don't think the Cowboys, if you're going to power rank backup quarterbacks in the NFL, I think the Cowboys rank towards the bottom. So I think that the Cowboys will struggle. Um against the Vikings if you have to play Cooper Rush or Will Greer, I guess, but it sure sounds like it would be Cooper Rush. Uh, Cowboys-Vikings hinges on Dak Prescott playing. That's what it hinges on. And I do want to point this out over and over again because there are two things you have to consider when you're considering Will Dak play. I think it's a very simple consideration. It's a medical consideration. If my team doctors and trainers tell me, hey, if Dak plays, there is a chance that fill in, the br- fill in the blank, Achilles, strain it, miss four to six weeks. To me, all of this is a medical question. Dak's opinion doesn't matter. Jerry's opinion doesn't matter. It's literally, hey, if he plays today, what are the odds that something happens? If I give him one more week, what are the odds that something happens? And if the difference between those two things is massive, then you give them a week. You don't risk your quarterback. The other thing you have to consider that people don't consider, and I'm not sure why, is I don't think people realize how important having the bye is to winning the Super Bowl. So if the Cowboys want to win the Super Bowl, the other question they have to ask is if this is not a big risk to Dak. And we're just doing this to be like super duper safe. Do we realize that we may be forfeiting the bye this early in the season? Right now, everybody in the NFC has one loss. You would like to stay in that race. Do you realize mathematically how important it is to not play in the first round of the playoffs? Six teams from the NFC will play in the first round of the playoffs. Three of them will go home. Then four teams will play. Then two teams will play. Then you get to skip an entire round. So your odds of getting to the Super Bowl go up by a very big margin. The bye is more important than the home field, but the home field is good too. So that's just another thing that you have to think about when you're deciding what are we going to do with Dak Prescott is that the bye is way more important and way heavier on the odds then I think people are giving it credit. So keep that in mind. Now, we get to some of your mailbag questions. Dustin, do you feel better about where the Cowboys are at after watching the Thursday night game? Not necessarily better, because I never thought any of these teams were juggernauts. This is the way football goes. The best teams play the best teams, and some games you play great, some games you play okay. The better teams can tend to play okay and still win a game. But if you yeah, if you watch that game, like I didn't watch that game and go, holy cow, the Cowboys can't beat either of those teams. Uh yeah, Cowboys could beat the Packers. Cowboys could beat the Cardinals. Neither neither one of those teams is a juggernaut. Uh they're a good team. Like the Cowboys. Those are those are good teams. That I don't think either team played great last night. And I don't think either team is something that is like insurmountable for the Dallas Cowboys to beat at all. Uh let me see here. Where did I put all my questions? How ready do you think Cooper Rush is? Um, you know, I think he's Cooper Rush. I think that he's ready in his mind, but I think that he's a well below average backup quarterback in the NFL and the odds of him playing well aren't great, but you never know. It's football at the Casey Kasem is Dalton Schultz, a top five tight end in the league when the year ends, maybe statistically, he won't be one of the five best tight ends in the league, but he could be top five. Statistically, he's playing well. Rear-eye view. What if Connor Williams was the one on the trade block the whole time? I don't know that any of these guys are on the trade block. I think it's just a matter of trying to figure out. Mike McCarthy is so big on continuity on his offensive line. He's huge on that. But I think it's really weird to pretend that Lyle Collins and Zach Martin don't have continuity. Like, those two haven't played next to each other a billion times. It's just a weird bit. Um, So, what's going to happen is I believe Terrence Steele is going to start at right tackle. He's going to start at right tackle. But starting at right tackle doesn't mean you play the whole game at right tackle. If Daniil Hunter whips Terrence Steele's ass, they'll forget they're mad at Lyle Collins, and Lyle Collins will play the second half at right tackle. Terrence has done well. So coaching staff loves him. He works really hard. They trust him. So I believe he'll start the game at right tackle. If he doesn't do well, even mad at Lyle Collins, they know he's their best right tackle. So if it starts jacking your game up a little bit, they'll get less mad at him, and they'll put him in the game. If Cooper Rush plays well, assuming he plays, is there a case for playing him again versus Denver, keeping Dak fresh for the deep run? All I ask is that you remember what I've said about the buy. Your odds of going to the Super Bowl go up by like, I should have looked that up, but it's got to be at least 30% if you have the buy. It's huge. 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 Do you expect the Cowboys to actually be active before the trade deadline? Could trades disrupt the team chemistry? I say go for it, but trying to be devil's advocate from Robin. Uh, Define active. I think they'll be curious. I think they'll ask around. I think that the Cowboys should trade for Austin Blythe, the center in Kansas City, and I think they should trade for Melvin Ingram, pass rusher in Pittsburgh, who may end up going to the Cardinals. Keep an eye on that. But I would like him to go to the Cowboys. Uh, And if that costs you a seventh-round pick and a fifth-round pick or a four and a seven or whatever, it's worth it. They're not guys that are long-term contracts. They're not expensive. You don't have to do any tricks with the salary cap. You can just trade for them and play them. I hope so. Uh, Cowboys are one of the teams in the league that are most we like our guys. So we'll see. Dad Exotic Do you think Pollard is a better pure runner than Zeke? If so, do you think he needs more touches than Zeke, especially in the red zone? Seems like he's underutilized when we get inside the 20. Do I think Pollard is a better pure runner than Zeke is an excellent question. Because you know what is interesting about those two people in particular is that they are polar opposites. They both are very good at what they do. Now, this year has been a little bit unique because the Cowboys, I'm going to hit you with some numbers. Are you ready? The Cowboys, there's something in the NFL called success rate, okay? What is success rate? Success rate means that you run a play, and when that play is over, do you have a better chance of getting your next first down or a worse chance than before you ran that play, right? That's how you decide if a play was successful. On third or fourth and short, success is first down slash touchdown. The Cowboys' success rate, when they throw the ball on early downs, What do you think it is? It's third. So they're really good throwing on early downs. The Cowboys' success rate when they run the ball on early downs. Early downs is first and second down. They're third. So they're really good on early downs running and throwing. On late downs, their success rate when they throw the ball is third. Their success rate when they run the ball is 27th. The Cowboys' one struggle on offense right now is running the ball on late downs. And that's something that I'm used to them being good at. You get to third and one, fourth and one, you hand that bad boy to Zeke and you move on with your day. But think about some of those scenarios where they had a, what, a first down on the one, handed it to Zeke twice, stuffed. Dak snuck it in. They didn't give it to him. And then on fourth, you fumble it. Like that's 0 for 4 on short yardage and it's 0 for 2 on the late downs. Then think about, Uh, the game were in their own end on the opening drive. They handed it to Zeke on third and one and fourth and one, and they got stopped both times. It's 0 for 2 on late downs running the ball. So, it's weird that those haven't worked, because that's usually bread and butter, Zeke and short yardage. Um, But back to what I was saying about the two of them. Tony Pollard does not have Zeke's vision, and he obviously doesn't have Zeke's power. Tony Pollard... There is people who rank these things at hitting where the play is designed to go. He's one of the worst in the NFL yet. uh, I'd have to see if this is still true. He did lead the league in yards per carry. So he, he makes it work. He goes where he's going to go. His balance, his ability to make people miss is great. Uh, but he doesn't necessarily always go where he's supposed to go, which is fine. If where you're supposed to go, there's nothing there. Um, Whereas Zeke is one of the best in the league at where was the place supposed to go? And Zeke ended up there and made it work. So they're opposites. Zeke is, he moves better this year than he has in years, but he's still not an explosive runner. He's still not going to outrun the defense for a touchdown. Tony Pollard can. Uh, so they're different. It's cool having them together. Be happy to have them together. Uh, but I don't know if you're interested in seeing what it looks like getting Pollard more red zone carries. I'm fine with that. I don't mind that. Pollard's getting six yards a carry this year. That dude deserves touches, Faux show. Artario, which defensive rookie in the secondary will make the biggest impact within two years? I'll say Kelvin Joseph. End of year, who is starting? Brown, Joseph, or Wright? Based on play, not injury or other unforeseen factors. Anthony Brown. Yeah, I would push back the running Anthony Brown out of town or off the field thing to next year. Now, Kelvin Joseph, if you have struggles, if Anthony Brown, like this is a week where Anthony Brown in theory could have struggles. By the way, Anthony Brown is a top 10 corner according to Pro Football Focus this year. Um, If he struggles, because his big struggle week was against Tampa Bay. When they have three great receivers, he ends up having to cover Antonio Brown. This week, in theory, he'll end up having to cover Adam Thielen a decent amount. That could be tough. And if they feel like Anthony Brown is a tough matchup when you play a team that has multiple good receivers, then maybe Kelvin Joseph, maybe that door is cracked open. But Kelvin Joseph, I think he'll be back this week, but I think he'll be doing some special team stuff. And we'll see how it plays out. But... I think Anthony Brown is your guy for the rest of this year, and you re-rack it and try again next year because you don't even have the bye week. It's hard to try to figure out getting a new guy into the lineup unless your guy that's in right now is really struggling, which Anthony Brown is not. Which safety do you expect the Cowboys to keep long-term from Trey? Well, I think free safety is more important than strong safety, and you have two right now, Malik Cooker and Demonte KZ but I actually think the guy who, if you ask Dan Quinn and you ask this team like, Hey, which guy do you feel like has been the most important to your defense? I think they would say J Ron curse. I think J Ron curse has been sort of a tone setter, um, versatile, covered better than I thought he would. Great blitzer, big tackler plays behind the line of scrimmage. So that's the tough part. Free safety is more important. If I can get KZ on the cheap, I'd keep KZ around. By the end of the year, we might feel the same way about Mully Cooker. But right now, my answer would be J. Ron Curse. And I reserve the right to change that answer whenever I want to. All right. Thanks, you humans, for hanging out. As you can see, baby Grogu's magnets came off. So Grogu just has to balance on the back of the couch there. Um, Leave in the comments at youtube.com slash Jeff Cavanaugh what the score is with Dak, what the score is without Dak. And do you think Dak will play? I'm going to say yes. I'm just sneak that in at the end. Just a gut. I'm just going to say yes. Uh, remember, you have no idea what anybody has gone through, so be cool to everyone. I love you. Bye.